This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sta'inu bis-sabri wa-salati inna allaha ma'as-sabirin. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters Allah Almighty addresses humankind at large instructing them to eat Imagine in the Quran there is a verse where Allah says eat but together with that he's telling us what type of food we should eat in order for us to save ourselves from harm so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya ayyuhannasu kulū mimmā fil ardi o people eat from that which is on earth for as long as it is halal and tayyib which means pure and clean so we must make sure that the food we eat is pure and clean because if it is not pure and clean according to the Quran, the energy that is derived from that food which is impure and unclean would only be used in that which is impure and immoral. So many times we get so encouraged to do something good because what we've eaten is pure and good. So they say, when you eat healthy, you think healthy. When you think healthy, you do that which is healthy and good and beneficial. So the same would apply where if a person is only encouraged and empowered towards that which is immoral and very bad, perhaps there may be something wrong with exactly what they're eating. So to make sure that it is pure and good, would actually go a long way in ensuring your comfort during times of crisis. It's amazing. Many of us think that halal has only to do with the manner in which an animal is slaughtered, but that's wrong. It has a lot to do with your earnings as well. Have you earned that which is free from deception, free from that which is harmful and free from that which is illegal, such as stealing and so on. So to do with the income, where are you working? What exactly are you doing? May Allah make it such that we become more conscious of this and we actually earn that which is pure to begin with. Thereafter, the way you treated the animals is extremely important. Today in the commercial world, many people abuse the animals or maltreat them. Allah says, don't do that. Your food must be tayyib, not only halal, but make sure that even the animals that you are consuming have been treated in the most befitting way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us benefit. So this verse from Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ Immediately after telling us to eat that which is pure and clean, he says, and don't follow the footsteps of the devil. If you are to follow the footsteps of shaitan, you will definitely be at a loss. 
Similarly, if you were to eat that which is impure and unclean, you would be following the footsteps of the devil. Allah says, he is an outright enemy of yours. The devil, what does he do? He instructs you to engage in evil and that which is immoral. That's what the devil does. So people who engage in immorality, people who are not bothered about their values, many times it's got to do with them following the footsteps of the devil because what they're consuming is that which is unclean or impure. So from this, what we learn is if we were to derive comfort in times of crisis, it would be also through ensuring that what we're consuming is healthy. Eat healthy, eat pure, eat clean, and see how the blessings of the Almighty descend upon you. My brothers and sisters, we are taught that whenever you're about to put something in your mouth, take the name of the Almighty. Start off Bismillah in the name of Allah. When you do that, whatever you've put in your mouth will be blessed. The plate of food in front of you, try to finish your food. Don't be wasteful. If you are wasteful, how do you expect comfort in times of crisis? That food which we had taken into our plates and wasted it could have been a meal for those who don't have food at all. So let's consider this and think about it. Then I move on to the verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this beautiful month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how some people find it very difficult for some reason. Remember my brothers and sisters, fasting is a pillar of Islam. We have five pillars. Praying is also a pillar of Islam. We must pray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us if you are unable to pray because of sickness or if you are traveling, then we can change for you a few things to make it easy for you. Because you and I know that traveling is very, very difficult at times. So Allah says, well, if it's more than a certain amount of, uh, you know, meterage, more than a certain distance or if it is difficult, then your prayer, you may do it in a slightly different way. You may shorten it, etc. So Allah is making it easy for us. Similarly, if you're unwell and you cannot stand in prayer, he says to us through the blessed lips of Muhammad, peace be upon him, that you can sit and pray, no problem. My aim is not to make things difficult for you, but you fulfill your duty. If you cannot sit and pray, you may lie down and pray. Amazing, but you always do that which you are able to do in the best possible way that you can do. These verses of fasting show us that if you're unwell or you're on a journey, you have an option of not fasting and making it up later on when you're okay or when you're no longer on a journey. Imagine the blessing of the Almighty. He is giving us comfort in times of crisis. What is the crisis? The crisis is I can't fast if I'm not well and I'm sickly or perhaps I am diagnosed with this virus and I'm concerned about my immune system because I have an underlying condition. Allah says, the aim was never to make it difficult on you. Listen to what Allah says after he says, you must fast. He says, وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَةِ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَةِ 
Allah says, whoever is unwell, sickly, incapable, or on a journey can make the fast up later on after the month of Ramadan. Because Allah says, he wants ease for you. He does not want to make things difficult for you. He knows your condition. Don't stress. So this is why people who have some excuse and they know they cannot manage, Allah says, no problem. You can make it up later on at another time. What about those who really cannot because of their age or because they have a terminal illness and may never be able to make it up? Well, in that case, he tells us that you can actually give a charity, a certain type of a charity known as a fidya on, for every fast that you have missed and the Almighty will accept it from you. Then another way of benefiting yourself in times of crisis, immediately after speaking about the fast and how people do have excuses uh, and they may be able to fast later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ When my worshippers ask you about me, I am very near, very close. Allah is closer to us than our own jugular veins. That's what the Quran says. And you know what? He says, أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانْ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ I respond to everyone who calls out to me every time they call out to me. So keep calling out to Allah and believe in Him in order for you to be rightly guided. Allah says, ask me, keep asking me. He loves it when you repeat it. So if I were to ask anyone a favor and I were to repeat it again and again, they would probably get irritated because they're human beings. But in the case of Allah, when you are to ask for it again and again, you're actually engaged in an act of worship. For as long as you're asking Him alone, subhanAllah, He is the one we worship, the maker, the nourisher, the cherisher, the sustainer, the one in control of what I want. So when you're asking him, you're acknowledging that I know you have this. You are the one, you are the owner. So I'm asking you and I keep asking you. I keep asking you, subhanAllah. That is a favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, if you would like to achieve goodness and if you would like to be from among those who are rightly guided, you ask me and I will give you. My brothers and sisters, don't we see how by calling out to the Almighty already, there is so much of comfort in the hearts. Like I always say, when we call out to the Almighty, He hears us. Definitely He has already heard us. Sometimes because He knows that it's not good for us, He doesn't give it to us. He gives us something in place of that or He averts some calamity that was supposed to come in our direction simply because we called out to Him and Him alone. When you ask Allah for goodness all the time, He knows sometimes exactly what you want might not be good for you. So He gives you some other goodness or He takes away some harm from your path. This is part of the benefit of calling out to Allah constantly. The crisis that you may never know was supposed to be in your path was diverted by virtue of you calling out to the Almighty, worshipping Him alone and asking Him constantly. So these are the favors of the Almighty upon us. Sometimes what the Almighty does is 
as a result of the fact that we kept calling out to him, he keeps for us the goodness in the hereafter. Sometimes he delays it to a time that he knows is a better time or is the right time. You're asking for something right now. And the Almighty says, no, I know I love you more than you love yourself. I know that it's not good for you right now for whatever reason. I'm going to give it to you when the time is right. That's the Almighty. That's his favor upon us. My brothers and sisters, trust your Lord. Trust him. He knows what he is doing. He will give you. He will grant you the comfort you need. And he will bless you in every single way in this world as well as the next أقول قولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين